Hey, what's up, and welcome back to the Heading for Home podcast. Today's guest is Ryan Bickendoa. So Ryan and I played together toward the tail end of our careers in the Atlantic League. We played in Southern Maryland together. And uh, he was a kid from Lovelock, Nevada, got drafted by the Yankees. You know, had some really good years before we played together and, and was super successful at that time, too. Um, but but the things I really enjoyed about him as a teammate was he was one of those few guys that really cherished putting on the uniform every day. And you would think, you know, every big leaguer or every professional baseball player does that. But it's not the case. I mean, we all get caught up in our hangups. You know, where are we? Why, why aren't we in double A? Why aren't we in the big leagues? Why didn't we not get the contract we thought? But Ryan was a guy that just really focused on the winning and being a good teammate and, and what it was all about. And so, you know, I thought he'd be a cool guest to talk to about it just because he had such an, a unique perspective for that. One of those things where I hope you enjoy this one because it, it's cool and it's good to hear a guy just talk about, you know, the, the real reason we play this game and just, you know, putting on the uniform and, and getting com- to compete every day. So thanks so much. Talk to you soon. those that don't know me and you are I mean you're one of my boys man like one of my favorites you know not just teammates but like friends to this day and you know we talk about families and football and all the things that we we really love but you know I I don't really know your whole story like you know from when you were a little guy and how it started and so you know I just kind of walk me through your baseball life what's it been like you know where did it start uh, I didn't even know you were born in Wyoming I don't even know I had oh no, yeah? yeah I didn't know either was it really <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, we, we moved like, well, my parents moved, well, obviously I moved too, but like three months, I think after I was born, my dad worked construction. So he traveled around, they were in Wyoming for a while. Um, I guess that my mom said the night I was born was like negative 33 outside in Wyoming. Oh my gosh. Like, so, so I'm glad we got out of there. Um, so yeah, man, uh, born there, um, Moved around a little bit because my dad was in construction, but finally they settled a little town, Lovelock, Nevada, near Reno. Um, and that's where I grew up. Um, small town, 3,000 people, um, but loved it, man. Like, it was it was like the best. Like, even looking back now with everything that you know and been everywhere and all that, like, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Like, yeah. it was just, it was fun, man. And um, just grew up loving sports, obviously. Niners, uh Huge Yankees fan, Don Maddenly was my hero as a little guy. Um, but so, yeah, man, just growing up there, played all sports. Um, but even when I was young, like, I knew I wanted to play baseball. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, small town, usually a lot of people don't go on to college. They don't do that stuff. So growing up, I heard a lot of things of people just say, no, nah, you're not going to do that. Like, no one does that from here. And But, you know, I was like, well, that's, that's you, man. That's not me. Like, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so anyways, yeah, I just I played sports. I love basketball is my favorite sport, but I knew that baseball would probably be more of my, my route. I love pitching. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like kind of the most ultimate competitive thing you can do. Yeah, agreed. Um, so played, obviously, throughout high school, played all sports. Uh, I think it's my senior season. <laughs> In my mind, it was like I, I knew what I wanted to do, but <laughs> I didn't even know where I was going to school. Yeah. Uh, like none of that stuff. I didn't really know like the process of it. I didn't know like really what you were supposed to do. Uh, my dad passed away when I was eight. So it was my mom and I, Yeah. um, and you know, she, she was awesome. She's, you know, my, my hero, the best mom ever and all that, but she just didn't kind of know the process of kind of what to do. And so we took a trip, 
my senior year, I think it was during spring break, we went to uh, junior college in Northern California in Lassen. Yep. And I never really heard of it. It was a friend of mine who was going there. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds cool. Like, he's playing. <laughs> went there, met the coaches, and they were kind of like, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, if you want to come here, that's fine. And I was like, okay, you know, like, whatever. I guess that's just what you do. Yeah. So, so obviously not, not heavily recruited, not going to showcase. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I might have been the number one overall pick in basketball, but I just wasn't ready for, for that fame yet, you know. So, um, so, yeah, a few months later, my friend and I, we rolled up to Lassen, Northern California, a very small town. It's more of like Nevada than it is California. Okay. I mean, it's it's like an hour away from Reno. Um, so, and, and how, how uh, far away from Lovelock? Uh, so about two and a half. Okay. Two hours and fifty minutes, one and a half hours. So not nice. crazy far at yeah. all. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, so yeah, Alaskan Community College showed up there. Uh, first practice, there's about a hundred and ten kids, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the heck? So as you know, in Zuko, there's no scholarships and stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty much kind of like whoever wants to come out and they can keep whoever they want. And and uh, that first day. Uh, I realized this was a very good decision, but a very bad decision because I knew right away this was like baseball boot camp. Yeah. Um, and you know the joke was in high school basketball, like we had a coach, we were we were really good in high school and stuff, but uh, it sucked, man. Like we hated practice. We we ran, we did all this stuff that was just crazy. And I remember thinking my last day of basketball practice that I'm never gonna have to run like this again. I'm never gonna have to do that. <laughs> And I was wrong, man, because I picked the JUCO. That was it was crazy. Like, but that first day, like I said, I think there was like 110 kids there. A week later, there was like 60 because they were just oh, getting sure. rid of the week. Yeah. And I mean, every day was like just crazy stuff that we did running and just hardcore all this. Um, there were many times I, in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna quit. Yeah, but like I knew I wasn't, but it was just you know. Like yeah, you're driving home, you feel like it. You're like, I'm done. Like yeah. I can't do this yeah. anymore. I like, know what is I this, man? Feeling, like man. this, this sucks. But but it was it was great, man, because uh, there were a lot of things that I just didn't know about baseball. Um, even though I played my whole life, like there were just like I remember simple things like I didn't know what an inside move was. Like I just never knew that. And like our high school coach was. He was a good guy, but he was the football coach who also did baseball as yeah. kind of like a vacation type thing. And so <laughs> I remember asking him sometimes in high school, like, hey, do you think I should practice sketching like other than games? And he was like, yeah, I think maybe you should throw a little bit. So it was kind of like that, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. So no bullpens. And, uh, <laughs> no, unless I asked for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but we were, we, we had a good high school class. I know I'm going back here. No, um, that's fine. And I felt like I threw. I felt like I was a good pitcher, but like I didn't like throw hard and all these things. But in my mind, I didn't understand that stuff, so I was oblivious to it in a way. I just knew like I felt like I got people out, and that's what you were supposed to do. And yep. and so then fast forward to Lassen, um, like I said, there was a lot of dudes there, and there was a lot of very good guys, there, very good players. I think at the time there was some weird stat that like of all the JUCOs, they had the most guys going to D one schools. Oh wow! Okay. Um, like for a x amount of years and stuff so mm-hmm. so that's the good part i knew i was in a good place even though like it wasn't fancy it wasn't you know like some it, very nice d1 or anything like that i knew that they were going to bring the best out in you yeah um so then 
you know, throughout that whole fall, like it, it was just, it, it was crazy, man. It was, it was just the money and, and, and all this stuff all the time. And it was tough. But I remember with all these dudes, I'm like, I, I didn't throw the hardest. I didn't think I was the best pitcher. So like, I got to do something to like kind of stand out. And, uh, I was like, shoot, man, the running part sucks and all that. But like, that's my, my end. I think like if I'm just the one that like always works the hardest and all that, like I might stand out. So it's kind of the thing, man. I just was like, I'm not going to outwork me and, and all that. And then it came Christmas time. And before we left, the coach said, you know, he's like, I think you're going to redshirt. And as as competitive as I was, like, it was almost kind of an insult. Like, I didn't think I was better than a lot of guys, but I felt like, shoot, I want to be on this team. Yeah. But looking back, like, that was probably the best thing, you know, that I could have done. Because we had dudes that think two guys got drafted, a couple guys, one guy went to Tulane, one guy, um, uh, some other kind of bigger D1 schools and yeah. stuff. So I knew I probably wasn't going to play a whole lot. And I knew in the back of my mind, too, I'm like, shoot, I just have a bunch of stuff i got to get better at. Well, yeah, um, your background was, I'm sure those guys were getting a lot more practice than, yeah, maybe you should sure. throw I mean, a bullpen sure once from, a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know if I was left-handed or right-handed yet. I mean, it was kind of crazy. Uh, so anyways, yeah, man, I, I redshirted that year. And um, there's a story, I don't know. I should say it because I don't know if this will come back to haunt me or not. We can always um, edit it out. <laughs> so, so I redshirted and going into the last regular season game um, of, of that of my first year, we went into extra innings with this team, mm-hmm. and we were I think the number one seed, and we knew we were going to the playoffs. The other team, I don't think they were making it. So it's like in the tenth inning, and the coach comes down, and he's like. Hey, you go get loose. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no way, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving up my whole redshirt year for like this one inning. And he told me that he, he they talked to the other coach and that they're gonna give the name to someone else. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, right. Like, you can't do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I go down and warm up, come in. I think I had one or two strikeouts of the clean inning. And we get, I get the win, but yeah. it actually went towards this other guy who was <laughs> wanted to lay and, and all this. So it was kind of one of those things, like, I couldn't really tell anybody. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then a few years ago, I started thinking about it. I'm like, gosh, I wonder if, like, something ever happened and that came back with that. No. That changed statute, but, of, statute of limitations but, is long over. You're yeah. Good. So, that's, that's funny, so, though. Yeah, that's, man, that's, that's, hey, that's so Juco, yeah. by the way. Like, that's such a Juco. Yeah, move. right? Oh, I mean, yeah. But I was so scared. I was nervous that, like, like I'm going to get hosed out of, like, a year because I pitched one inning. And, yeah. and again, I, I was – I didn't really understand a whole lot of the stuff, but I just felt like, well, if you retro, you can't play. And So, anyways – Well, that, that's the uh, truth. Yeah, you, you can't play. But yeah, in, I mean, yeah, in right? junior college, they find a way. Yeah. I don't know if they were going to make me wear those glasses with, like, a mustache and, like, a weird nose. <laughs> yeah, go by Valentine. So, yep. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that was the first time I, I actually threw, not under my name, but uh, <laughs> so went home that summer and and worked and worked on pitching and stuff and came back the next year hoping you know I'd have a chance. Um, same thing, you're back into just baseball boot camp. Um, came around the next spring, wasn't a starter, wasn't I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, we were playing View College. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Uh, and uh, our starter struggled the first inning, and 
I came in and I think I pitched the rest of the game. And that was kind of the beginning where like the next week, the coaches didn't even say anything to me. That next, the next week we played, I think we played Friday in double headers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the second game, the coach was like, Hey, are you going to go get ready? And I didn't know I was starting. I think they just assumed like after that first game, like, and, and I had no clue. I was yeah. oblivious again. Like, well, this guy must start again. I'm just like a reliever. And, and so I started the rest of the year, um, did pretty well. And, um, and, uh, that next year. So my third year back at Lassen, yeah. uh, that fall, um, I started get, kind of getting a lot of recognition, a lot of colleges and stuff and all that. And, and that was hard because it was it was awesome, but it was also tough because I didn't know, you know, what would be the right decision and the right yeah, choice. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, a lot, as you know, a lot of different schools and options. I know you went to Florida a, a long way from home. Yeah, getting stuff from all over the country, and <laughs> as you know, big Niner fan. Part of my decision at first was like, well, I don't want to go far away because then I won't be able to watch the Niners. Yeah, no, I know. And that. it's funny, but that was a big decision. That was like, you know, my, my life too is watching the Niners. Um, so I went on some recruiting trips. Uh, I, I really knew nothing about Western Kentucky. I didn't even know that it looked like that was a school. Um, but another teammate was also going on a recruiting <laughs> trip out there. And uh, so I went there, went to Tulane, went to UNR. Um, Hated Tulane. I did not like New Orleans. Oh, really? I just didn't. I didn't. didn't like, it vibe. was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but I just didn't see myself in that place. I don't know. There was just something about it. I'm like, I don't know. Well, you're, I mean, like you grew up area. in a small town, right? And then all of a sudden you're in a yeah. big area, and that's just For totally sure. different, I'm sure. Right. And, uh, yeah, and the coach was just there the whole time, you know, we were there. It was just, hey, did you make up your mind yet? Make up your mind. And it, it kind of got to the point, too, where I'm like, dude, like, I don't know yet, man. I'm like, let me just go on this trip and just kind of see. Yeah. Um, but anyways, went to Western Kentucky and right away just was like, man, I love it here. Like, this is just awesome. Uh, walked into the diddle arena, the, the basketball arena. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I, I was just like, yeah. it was funny because I was there for baseball, but I was like, Oh, I want to watch these games. Like, yeah. And I knew that they had a pretty good team at the time. And, um, but anyways, another funny thing was we, we drove out down this road in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and there was just all these restaurants. Another thing, as you know, yeah. I love food. And just every, like, left and right down this, this street was just all these places to eat. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And the coach said, yeah, per capita, Bowling Green has the most re- restaurants uh, in the nation. And I'm like, another Done one to deal. Check, yeah, exactly. check the box. And yeah. So anyways, yeah, man, I came back and uh, talked it over with my mom and my coaches. And, and you know, that, that was a, a tough few nights. Just like, would I make a mistake not going to Tulane? Would I make yeah. a mistake not staying home at UNR and some of these other schools? But I just knew, like, Western Kentucky was the place to go. And That's great, so, yeah. So that was it, man. Uh, signed and, and then had my last year at Lassen, and, and it went, went all right. Um and then, uh, then the next year, went to Western Kentucky. Um, started, I was a uh, second starter. Did okay the first half, but not great. Um, then I had a good game. Louisiana Lafayette, they were pretty yep. good in the country at yep. that time. Um, I threw a complete game against them. And that was kind of the start of, like, at Western Kentucky, there where after that it kind of, kind of built up. Okay. Um, 
kept figuring things I was going to get drafted and all that, which that's what I always wanted to play professionally, but I wasn't like set out. Like that's the ultimate goal in life type thing. But I just really wanted to do that. Didn't get drafted or anything. And so I was like, well, I just next year is my, my chance. I just got to come back ready and had a pretty good fall. Had a, um, okay. First few games. And then after that, we just, we won every single game after that. Um, oh, yeah, man. It was like one of those things like we just uh, – I remember a coach after one of the games on the opposing team, they said and, – and and you know me. I don't like talking about this stuff a lot, but it yeah. was just the, the cool things about the team environment stuff. The environment was like we just played so good on those Friday nights. Like everyone hit, everyone played yeah. B. And, and the coach said, he goes, I don't care who they play Friday night. They'll probably win. Yeah. And it was just one of those feelings like it was just such a – That's awesome. Such a fun, yeah, fun environment yeah. and – and just you know, Western Kentucky. Just I, I really felt like I made a, the right decision. And, That's cool, and all that. And and uh, yeah, it came. I, I started people reaching out, uh, going into our conference tournament. We played Louisiana Lafayette. Playing, uh, I pitched against uh, a friend of mine who I also went to Lassen with. So it was kind of cool that my last college game was against, and his last college game was against That's each other. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and we, I pitched the whole game. We went 10 innings. We won two, one, um, after the ninth inning, my coach, he walked up and he's like trying to congratulate me. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't care how many innings we're going. I'm not coming out of this game. And and he's like, okay. And beautiful man. That's again, that's a rare one. That's not everybody's like that, dude. Yeah, but I mean that's you know I felt like shoot man it's just my last game like I'm yeah I'm going all in and I yeah. mean just I never want to come out anyways yeah. but especially in that and so we won and it was uh, the different scouts and stuff were there and and the one Yankee scout who signed me was there and that's kind of how that happened um, so it was bittersweet as far as the season I think we finished like we had like 39 wins and we had a really good schedule and we had some really good wins. And um, we didn't make the make the tournament. Oh, really? And so oh, I was I was bummed. I was bombed, man. Yeah. But selfishly, for me, it worked out better because there's this fifth year senior ruling where after um, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but after our last game, it was like 48 hours that I had to sign. Okay. Before the draft, otherwise I would go into the draft. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, and I don't know what that's called. I don't know yeah. like, what it is. Um, so, anyways, it was kind of, it was better for me personally because rather than just sitting there waiting, someone to pick you, I kind of was able to talk to all the teams and kind of have like a a bidding war in a way. Yeah. Um, and it, it came down to uh, the Yankees and the Blue Jays, which was a no brainer for you, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was like. As a little kid, you know, I was like just imagining in the backyard pitching Yankee Stadium and all this, and and um, the the thing was was the Blue Jays were going to offer um, X amount and start in High A, which oh, would be in Florida, yeah, as opposed with the Yankees in Staten Island, yeah, which we played against um, each other, yeah, man, yeah. Um, but it I didn't have an agent. 
if I could go back and redo it, I might have maybe done that a little different. Yeah. Because I heard stuff after, like, you probably should have been able to work this into it or this or that. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know if I would get stuck, like, at a higher level, like, maybe not pitching as much, um, kind of just being a guy there and randomly where I'm – and, again, I know teams can tell you this is what you're going to do or not going to do, but they told me I would be a starter at Staten Island and all this. Yeah. And, and the fact to be in New York – with the Yankees and all that, like to awesome me, stadium like, too, right? Yeah, you know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the view and, and I had never seen it. I had never been there, but, um, but yeah, man, that was it. Was pretty much like a slam dunk to me. Talked about it again with my college coach. Uh, my uncle was kind of helping me out with some stuff and um, called the Yankees back. Told them, okay, let's do it. The guy was already in Bowling Green. Drove to his hotel room. Nice. Uh, I don't even remember driving over. I felt like I was on cloud nine. Yeah, you know? like, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, went up to the room. Um, I called and talked to someone with the Yankees. <laughs> and and I, it was just like, I don't even know what happened. Signed the contract. And, and that was it, man. Yeah. Um, a few days later, my uncle flew out. I think school was done by then or whatever. Yeah, so normally at back. that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. So we, he, uh, flew out, drove back to Nevada together. I think I was there for like maybe a week and then, you know, flew out as I'm sure you did, um, to get ready to go to short season A, man. And that's, yeah, I, I drove up, I drove it. up from Florida with my dad and, Oh, uh, did you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> and I'll never forget the, uh, that drive up is when Daryl Kyle passed away. You remember that in 2002, oh. just, you know, had a heart attack. And, and I remember everybody kept saying, you know, the thing they respected about him most was that they knew every fifth day he'd take the ball. And I remember that clicking in my mind, like, I'm never missing a start. I don't care what's going yeah. on. I'm never missing a start. And so that's, right. that's, that's my big memory from that, that drive. And, you know, until Tommy John, yeah. I didn't miss a start. <laughs> Probably should right. have taken a couple off, but, yeah. but that was the big memory right. from that. Well, okay. So this was meant to be then with, with you just saying that. So my first start, with the Yankees was the day that Daryl Kyle oh, passed wow. away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, against the Cardinals. Oh, man. We were okay. playing, I think they were the New Jersey Cardinals that season. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Something like that. So at Staten Island. So as I'm walking into the stadium, um, my grandma calls. And so I'm like, okay, maybe she's calling because she found out that I'm starting today or something. So I answer the phone and, and she's kind of crying. And I'm talking to her, I'm like, what's wrong, Grams? And she tells me that Daryl Kyle passed away. Well, Daryl Kyle is my third cousin, fourth oh, cousin. Wow. Never met him. I didn't know him like that. Yeah. But his mom and uh, my grandma, or his grandma and my grandma were very close. They okay. were cousins. Okay. And so they kind of would talk. She would talk about Daryl to my grandma. Yeah. My grandma would talk about wow. me. And, wow. and so... When I when this stuff happened with me, my grandma said that she had talked to his grandma about it and told him, and he was like kind of like excited yeah. you know, for me or whatever. But I never met him. I, I would get baseball cards from him growing up. Yeah, I, I think a baseball bat and stuff. Baseball. Oh, that's wild, um, man. <laughs> so that's crazy that you said that because, uh, yeah, man, that was one of the kind of the eeriest, crazy things. Was that was that game, and it was against the Cardinals, which was crazy. I remember before the game, that moment of silence. Um, so the game, I threw five innings, 
Then we had a reliever six, reliever seventh, reliever eighth, reliever ninth. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was the ninth inning. Um, it was either eighth or ninth, but I kind of think it was the ninth. I think it was lead off of the ninth was the first hit of the game. Oh, wow. Okay. So first start, we almost like almost everything no, going no. on. That yeah. was kind of almost a no-hitter, and it was just kind of like, man, like, that was crazy. Um, but, yeah, with Daryl Kyle, that was kind of a crazy thing. I remember thinking when I was out there, like, like he – the end of his playing days are over and like the beginning of mine professionally like started like right now. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And it was, uh, so that's crazy that you, you said that. Yeah. I know that that up, that you remember that. That's, that's a, that's eerie, man. I mean, that's a, and again, that's, that's something that is embedded in my mind. I remember exactly where we were, you know, where we were at the drive at, you know, it was later at night. I don't know why I was listening to the radio. I know why I was listening to the radio. There's no MP3s and things back then. I, mean, I was just listening yeah, to right. the local so rock to... station or something in, in West Virginia, right? and that was it. And, <laughs> and it's, you know, I don't even think I had a cell phone at that point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was... I just got a cell phone. That was the first time I had a yeah. cell phone right before I left to go back to, to New York. But... Yeah, God, wild, man. So, yeah, man, that was, in a nutshell, that's kind of the, the journey. Like, along the way, it's it's, it's crazy, man. That, that next, when I got home that next year, after the season, you know, we won that year. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, and, I remember. You know, that was like... You and Chin Ming you know, Wong, right? Chin Ming, baby, yeah. yeah. Chin Ming, Cano, like... Oh, you had Cano on that time. team, too? Yeah. Yeah, Cano yeah. was there, and uh, Brad Halsey. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, loaded, it was a man. very good team. Yeah. yeah, it was good, man. Um, so, it was... Just, so, my first story with you, by the way, just really quickly, I remember seeing... Okay the top of the ERA leaderboard and we were both on it cuz you know that's the stupid stuff I shouldn't be paying attention to but I was <laughs> and I'm like who is this Bicondoa guy like who, <laughs> like who is what this kind guy? of fake name yeah, is exactly who is this guy uh, and then obviously you're dealing so you know that's that's uh that's my uh, first that's... first memory yeah and I remember you had a really good changeup I remember like watching and, and guys are coming back confused as to like what what is that pitch he's throwing it's like we think it's a changeup, maybe it's a split. Like nobody's Sweaty, nobody quite yeah. knows. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, that's a yeah. So anyway, so yeah, yeah Staten, Staten Island year, you guys were awesome. You were awesome. So uh, I appreciate it, man. It was again. I felt like I was just on cloud. I was just I couldn't believe like you know we we're in New York and I was. To me, it was funny because I think the time I was with the Yankees, I was the most. Uh, happiest I was with the Yankees yeah. as everyone else was pissed because they in their mindset they thought well you can't move up with the Yankees you're yeah. just uh, a pawn to be traded and and to me I was like a kid in the candy store like every day it was like dude that we have we're wearing pinstripes man like <laughs> we sat in the Yankee and to me I was just and I and I love that like I love, I remember spring training the next year where you know we were conditioning and stuff and I remember some of the guys that were older. Um, we're like we're making comments on, on me and another guy like running hard and like doing stuff like that yeah. and and making comments like um well it's just jeter and you know things like that yeah i'm thinking like oh you guys are crazy man like not to me like like to me like i love that feeling of like i was somewhere special yeah and i think it helped motivate me and push me and like i didn't i didn't want to just like act like i was one of the dudes and you know, like, obviously I wasn't like yeah. on that tier or yeah, anything, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, like it was, it was special, man. Yeah. Like, people ask me, what was your favorite year or whatever. And I mean, of course well, I had fun with you yep. and 
and a lot of different teams and stuff. But like that year, the first year, like you know, by far it was just a oh, special yeah. fun yeah, year for, sure. for everything that went into it. And, I mean, I mean, when whenever you have a good group and you win it. And then obviously, you know, you combine that with having a great year personally. I mean, that's the that's the pinnacle right there as a pro baseball player yeah. outside of the big leagues. Right. I mean, you know, when, yeah, when we course. look back, those are the years that we look so fondly about. And it, and again, right. it always gravitates towards like a good group as well because you can have a great For year, sure. but if the locker room stinks, phew, every yeah. day every day is right there with it. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and and that's what was what was real fun about that year too is most all the dudes were from college yeah so you still kind of had that college feel where like everyone was in it together yep rather than you know when you start moving up like <laughs> they don't care about winning yeah they haven't, they haven't gotten a stink of pro ball yet it's everybody's yeah. still in the college mindset yeah that's a so great that's, point yeah, yeah it really is it was just fun and i think too you know with other years where it was like that where i'm like well this sucks like we're not winning or yeah. whatever but like um but yeah, man, and then uh, I don't know. You want me to keep going, or, or yeah, or, hit me. So, so I guess uh, my my thing is, so you're with the Yankees. It's special. Was yeah. it? You know, I know you have a couple more years with them. Was it always special? Did it? Did it ever go the other direction? Um. Well, so there. When people ask, like you know, like certain things, like what do you think, like why you didn't move move up or make it to the big leagues or stuff, like I don't know if there's one particular thing. But I do know that after that season, I forget who the the main pitching guy was for the Yankees. But I remember he called me and he told me he didn't want me to throw for the next four months because I threw like 120 innings in college. I threw yeah. like 90 innings with the Yankees that summer. And he told me, just don't throw for like four months. I don't even want you picking up a ball, like do your workouts and stuff. And I remember my gut thinking like, yeah, but I don't think that's like I've never not done that. Yeah. And I never played summer ball. I never played fall ball stuff, but I always threw, whether it was a football or like, you know, just throwing in the backyard yeah. or just playing with the friends at the park. Like I always threw. Yeah. And I just had a weird feeling like, I don't think I should not throw. Yeah. But these are the Yankees. Like they, they know everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Know? This is my like, professional pitching coach. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't throw from the last time I threw was uh, September 10th of that year. It was, January, uh, the right. first game of the championship series, September 11th, we had that day off, and then we won that next game. And then I didn't throw until it was like January 20th or some random date like that. So they, each week, you know, they, I'm sure as with you, they would call and check in with you and make sure you're doing your workouts and how everything's going. And no, stuff, like a but, type no, but that's good. They oh. did that with you. Well, maybe the Yankees did that. I don't know. I thought. I don't know. I, would get, I think I'd get uh, one in off season from the strength coach uh, and one from like the coordinator, and it was, uh, it was well, eyewash. Yeah, it was checking boxes. Problems, well, and I think I, it was just like, are you doing what you're supposed to do? And yeah. Like that. And then I got the call saying, "Hey, go ahead and start throwing. You know, we want you to come early for spring training." So I I started throwing, and here I am in Reno, Nevada. It's cold. Yeah. You know, mid January, like it's cold and snowy and all that. But uh, my my roommate, we went out to a local park and, and we started the throwing that they that was intended for me. And I remember the second day throwing like just my arm didn't feel right. Like something just felt odd about it. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, we'll just go away. And I never had arm any yeah. any arm issues before. Like, you know, I mean maybe tired stuff, but nothing like crazy. Yeah. So kept throwing. I think I left like two weeks later to go back and the whole time I just something 
was bothering me. Something wasn't right. Um, show up to spring training, throwing, going through all that. And the coaches were like, hey, is everything okay? But I was scared to say anything because I yeah, didn't of course, know. Yeah. What would go on, or if they like, if they would just get rid of me. You don't, yeah, you don't I, want to get was, released. Like it's, you yeah, become a pariah if you're injured. For sure, and and you know, like I'm like, shoot, I'm gonna play through anything. If I have a broken leg, like, I'm still gonna play. Like you know, the mindset, and so, but I'm throwing bullpens and stuff, and I just knew I wasn't throwing very hard. Like it just wasn't coming out as good. Mm-hmm. Um, we started in Tampa, and like my first start, I think I topped out like at 78. And oh, gosh, everyone's asking me like, Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, I, I kept saying like, I'm just easing into the season and, <laughs> and I'm sure they just read through me like, yeah, right. Like, how do you go from, how do you throw, you know, 13 miles an hour, 12 miles an hour slower the next year? Yeah. What were you throwing the year before in Staten Island? Uh, I think I topped out at 93, but it was okay. consistently like 89, 90. Yeah. Touch like 91, right 92. There. Yeah. 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 And heavy um, sink. Like, that was your big thing. Yeah, like, yep. I mean, good movement. Yeah, ball yeah. moved, yep. And I, I felt like I was just, you know, location more than yeah. trying to throw by dudes and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I pitched, like, I think, I don't know, three or four, four or five games. Um, and this one game, I remember we were in Daytona, and we had a big lead, and I just kept walking dudes. And my manager was just pissed, and... And it was just hard for me to throw where I want to throw. Like, it yeah. was just difficult. And finally, after the game, I, I told him, like, something's wrong with my arm. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So we get back, and you know, they run me through all these tests and, you know, MRIs and all this stuff, and they just they can't find anything. So they just end up saying, you're just going to take, like, two or three weeks off and kind of rehab. And, and so I did that. Um, still just didn't feel right. Something just fell yeah. off. Um, but came back. Um, instead of, I don't think I started anymore because they, the way it was worded to me, I think was they were going to let me know when I was going to pitch and release. So I had time to warm up and all okay. that stuff. So, and I don't know if that was just BS or <laughs> because I, I didn't pitch as well as first five yeah. games. They're like, yeah, let's move them. Well, I think, I think um, maybe something just to the point where like maybe they were going to control one or two innings, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure of that too. You know, yeah, rather than just wasting the starter for and then release everybody for <laughs> yeah, the rest exactly. of the game, go bullpen day after so, inning too. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what went on. And then one day we were in uh, Lakeland, Florida, and uh, uh, did you play there? I did. Yeah, in yeah, Lakeland. Yeah, yeah. So you know the bullpens are together yeah, out there yeah. in right field, or at least it used to be. Yeah, and. Uh, so we're out there, and I was supposed to throw, I think, the sixth or seventh inning, and they were telling me ahead of time. So I, I started warming up, and between innings, the trainer comes running out. I remember his name is Mike, and he comes out, and he's he yelled at our either left fielder or center fielder to tell me to stop warming up and go meet him over in the clubhouse. So the center, there's like those gaps in the fence yeah. that you can see through from the bullpen, and he comes running over, and he tells me to go meet Mike. So I go over there, and He's like, hey, just just want you to know, you've just been traded to the Mets. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I'm like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I got to go warm up, dude. Yeah. Like, and he's like, no, seriously, like, you didn't know about this? And again, I don't, I didn't have an agent. I yeah. didn't, like, I'm oblivious to that stuff. And, yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, man, you've just been traded. And it was, um, who was the, the guy for the Mets, the closer? 
Benitez. Yeah, yeah, Armando Benitez. It was yeah. that. It was that trade. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so he goes, "Hey, you need to go get your phone because Cashman's going to call you." And I'm like, "What?" Like I was like in a dream. Like, what is going on? Like, why would he call me? And he's like, well, "He's just going to tell you, let you know you've been traded and, and all this." And, and I'm just like confused. I don't know what's going on. I still think I'm supposed to go warm up and go to the game. And, <laughs> and uh, so I go in and, and, and get my phone and go back to the bullpen. And they're like, what's going on? And, and I tell them, well, no one believes me. You know, I like to have yeah. fun and, and joke around it, and no one's believing me. And I'm like, why would I have my phone out here? And they're like, so you can play along with the joke and all this. <laughs> well, then finally they start to believe me, and, and then they're getting pissed because, like I said earlier, I was the only one that wanted to be with the Yankees. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody else wanted to not <laughs> and be And they're like, Yankee. are you kidding me? The only guy that wants to be here, he's the one getting traded. So, yeah, that's how I... I uh, Did Cashman call? Mine. Yeah, uh, he called. I, I talked to Cashman. He just told me, you know, thank you for my time with the Yankees and all this. And I was still, like, I was in awe that I was talking to Cashman. <laughs> and I'm, like, still this little kid, you know, at the candy store. And I'm like, oh, Mr. Cashman, like, you know, thank you. And, um, oh, man, that's funny. So, so yeah, dude, it was... I, I remember... So, a good friend of mine, I don't know, you, have you, you know Alex Treza? You know, know the name, ever yeah. played against him? Yeah, I'm not sure. He was with Lakeland, okay. or with the Tigers. He was, a, like you, another one, real good friend of mine that I played yeah. with along the way, down the road. So after we got to know each other, he he goes, wait a minute. He goes, you're the one that in the middle of the game got traded. You were out on the mound. And you saw, <laughs> And I'm like, no, dude, that's that's not how it went. Yeah. He wasn't there, but like through the grapevine, the story, you yeah. know, like I was getting ready to pitch in the game, and then they took me out of the game, and kind of funny thing exit stage left yeah um, yeah so anyways yeah man then, then went to the went to the mets um drove across florida like a couple days later uh joined them um that david wright uh casimir okay um loaded like, yeah they were they were loaded man yeah uh so i was there that that i think a little over second half of the year um and they they kind of knew that I had some arm stuff, so they took it easy for a little bit, and then and then I started I think some of the last few games of the season. Okay, did it um, come back? Not all the way. Yeah. It took a few years. Yeah, yeah, it, that's crazy. I, and I don't to the, to the day I don't even know because they did all these tests. They injected the dye in the oh, my yeah, arm brutal. and, and all that. Yeah, right. And I I don't know. I don't know if it was just some little tear that just they didn't see that was behind something or whatever. But okay. It, you know, it just, it honestly just, I felt like I just couldn't throw hard. Um, that feeling of right when you get ready to come forward with your arm, yeah. it's like I could feel it. And it was like just a, a sharp pain. Yeah. Gosh, that stinks. So yeah, it just, yeah, it just sucked, man. It, it just, I felt like I just obviously like anyone, you know, you're just not you. Like you just can't be you. And I'm. And the problem is everybody throwing, else is, is them. Like everybody else yeah. is a professional. <laughs> Like yeah. there's nowhere to mid nineties. Yeah, like, there's nowhere to hide, man. Like it's not yeah. like you can be like, oh, maybe I can fool this guy for at bats. No, For sure. no chance. Like, and I'm I'm shaking the change up every pitch. Yeah, yeah exactly. and it was successful for a while until you know everything's yeah. charted and scouted, and you're like, yeah, you just sit on a change up. And, yeah. Um, but the cool thing was is we won that year. Oh, the cool. Florida State League. Yeah. So the cool thing was you know back to back years like being part of a championship and stuff and. So, so I felt like, shoot, man, first two years, you got two rings and 
Uh, and to me, like, obviously, I know the goal was to play in the big leagues and stuff. Um, but, like, I felt like I was in the big leagues, you know? Yeah. Like, like, to me, that was, like, yeah, the coolest thing. Yeah, you from 3,000-person town that yeah. is playing professional baseball yeah, and winning. Right. When, you know, yeah. something that you value that, not every, like I said, not For everybody sure. does. Not everybody cares. But, no, yeah, it's, and, it's awesome. And uh, after that first season, when I went back home, you know, like, of course – you know, like the, the town's proud and you know, all that stuff. But I remember I saw my fifth grade teacher at the store one day and, and, uh, she sees me and she just starts crying and she comes up and hugs me and, you know, we're talking about stuff and she goes, she goes, I, I, as soon as I found out that, you know, you signed and all this stuff, she goes, I remember in fifth grade, I had you guys write an article about what you wanted to be when you grew up and you wrote a baseball player. And she goes, I remember writing on there like back, like it probably needs to be something more realistic. <laughs> and and I kind of remembered, but not really, yeah. you know. And and she just like, uh, you just completely changed that, you know. Like you can be anything you want. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so excited for school this year when we do these kind of projects for the kids to kind of just use like you as an example. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's awesome. And so it was kind of like you know little things like that. Like it was a, a cool thing, and I don't like the attention. I don't like like I remember when I'd go out in my small town, like people, you know, like overly excessively waving and stuff, and I just didn't like that. I don't I didn't like the attention. Yeah. When I first went back after I signed, my mom, I knew something was up the way she would just talk to me on our drive back home, and I kind of I just finally came out and said, "Mom, is there is there going to be like some big thing, some surprise thing?" And she's like, "Yeah, there is." And I was like, "I don't want that." Like I don't. And so they got it changed to where it was just kind of like a smaller thing. But looking back, like I understand on their side of it, like, you know, like yeah, it was special. kind of a big deal yeah. thing for them. But for me, I'm like, I just don't, I don't like that stuff. Like, yeah. I just want to be left alone. But, but anyways, man, yeah, that's kind of, kind of my story. Like, but hey, it's crazy dude, talking about there, it. There's, there's more to it, man. Here comes the Atlantic <laughs> League. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, where, so, where we played in Southern Maryland, to, you know. Uh, just, so, how how did you get to that point? So, you're with the Mets. Um, uh, you obviously with the Mets. throwing. Look, look. I've looked at your numbers, man. Every year was like a good year. Like there were no, there's no blow up year. Uh, well, there were some. Maybe you didn't look. You need to put your glasses on for okay, some of those. Right. <laughs> um, no, man. I mean, like even even with the arm stuff, like I, I still felt like I threw okay. You know, yeah. like I think. Um, and again, I'm not a stat person. I don't look at that stuff, but I, I think like I, wa- I was definitely walking more people. Mm-hmm. And I know with the arm stuff, I just was having issues controlling, you yeah. know, the ball. And um, but it, yeah, even even after that year, after with the Mets, they they said, you know, like next year we, you know, we we want you to be in Double A. We kind of want this whole team to kind of just move together. Great. Yeah. Um, but there was a part of me that was like. Yeah, but I'm not really a part of this team. Like I kind of came later. Yeah. Um, a couple other guys in trades came later, and and as as awesome as they were and all that, and and I, I like the teammates and everything. I just I felt like I was kind of like a afterthought in a way. Yeah. And I don't know if I should have thought like that or not. But anyways, uh, next spring training, um, I I can't. I think some new people kind of took over kind of the head of the minor league stuff. And I know, I remember hearing people said, yeah, they're kind of going a different route with stuff. So anyways, free training was good. I felt like I was throwing well. 
Uh, I didn't think I was 100% still, but I still felt like I was very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I still felt like I had like, my change up and things that I could yeah. still get guys out on. So April 1st comes of that year, and I think we were leaving in like two or three days to head on out. And I had a room all set up. I had my roommates, all this stuff. They, they call me in, um, and there's like five or six dudes in there. And, and part of me was like, like, no way. Like, am I going to like, are they saying like, I'm going to AAA or like something crazy. So they, they, you know, I sit down and they start talking to me and they, and, and right away, you know, with the first few words, you yeah. can just kind of tell where this is going. Yep. And said, you know, we, you've done, you know, great for us uh, last year coming in and, and I'm just, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. And, uh, so they tell me they're going to release me and all this. And I was not a happy camper. I was pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just, I got, I don't understand. Like I had a good spring training. I'm like, and, and I came out of my shell cause I never view myself as like, I'm better than someone or whatever. But I was like, I know I'm better than some of these other dudes. Like, yeah. I mean, this is just because they've been here longer. Or I'm, I'm this trade guy or whatever. And so I kind of, I kind of let them have it. I was pissed, obviously. Um, <laughs> what made it worse is it was April first yeah so when i called my mom after and people they wouldn't believe me at first because i like to joke around and be silly and and it was really ticking me off that i had to keep explaining that like no i'm serious like this This is the april fool's joke yeah i'm like stop so uh so yeah man got released on april fool's day and um uh, it was like a day later I was getting ready to leave um, St. Lucie I was going to drive over to Tampa Some friends and teammates yeah, were, were sure. still in yep. Tampa with the Yankees and, and they had apartments and stuff and I was going to stay with them for a little bit and when I was getting ready to leave uh, a friend said well, make sure you get your travel money and stuff and uh, and the day before I'm like I don't care about that Like I'm out of here and yeah. all this so but the friend's like no you need to get your travel money like, you, just, you need that and so anyways I called and and the guy that was in charge of it said, uh, "We we can't give you your travel money because it looks like you took all the stuff that didn't belong to you." And I'm like, "What? Took what?" I'm like, <laughs> and I told the guy this. I'm like, "I hate the Mets. Like I'm a huge Yankees fan. Like I don't <laughs> want any of this stuff. Like what are you? I, I left like my personal some of my personal stuff there. Like what are yeah. you talking about?" So I ended up I had the trainer or one of the the um, clubhouse guys number. And I called him right after, and I, I was like, "Hey, they're trying to say I stole this stuff." And he's like, "You, you've left more stuff in your locker than a lot of people do. Like, you, you didn't take anything." Yeah. So I called the main guy, and he was trying to same thing. Like, you stole all this stuff, and I'm like, "Dude, I wouldn't. I don't steal anything." First off, but like, and I told him, like, "I don't like you. I don't like the Nets, man. Like, I like the Yankees. I'm keeping all my Yankees stuff." <laughs> so finally, a few days later, my mom said there was a check that was sent back home, and, and it was the. Uh, it was the my travel, travel money. money. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, part of me wonders sometimes with with the way that I handled that if that had any kind of like I don't yeah, know, like it's, a it's, reputation thing or something. Like if someone had called or you know, like yeah, he acted like this. Or, but I don't know. It was as you know when you're competitive and, and yeah, no, like, of course, yeah, it, and you don't. And I, you know, the other thing too is like if it doesn't add up. You know, it's one thing if you yeah. you're getting shelled. I mean, we've all been shelled and, you know, I've said this before, but when I got released, you know, been released a couple of times, but, you know, 
you walk in, you're like, ah, I know this is coming. You know, <laughs> I suck yeah, right now. Right. But that, but yeah. it's it's frustrating when you don't when you're actually throwing the ball okay, and you're just like, what the hell? Yeah, and, and you know, I guess it's 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 the the, the numbers life, game, mean, right? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, a few years later after independent ball, I, I was picked up again with the Cubs, mm-hmm. and there was some a friend of mine who was a scout with the Cubs was telling me, okay, when you we're gonna sign you and you're gonna go to Double A and all this, well. A couple other guys in the league that I was in also got signed by the Cubs. And some stuff, I guess, that they said got switched up. And instead of going to double A, I went back to Florida State League. Oh, jeez. And I was kind of pissed because I'm like, I've already done this. Like, yeah. So I went back there and like I, I threw pretty well, I thought. And one of those things, again, that, that December after this season, I get a call saying, hey, you're probably one of our main guys in spring training and all this, but you know it's a numbers game. <laughs> and we're gonna get rid of you. And I'm like, what? Like, if it's a numbers game, then like, when you look at the baseball numbers of it, and I'm like, whatever. This is this brutal. Is silly. Yeah. So, but so that's why, like, sometimes too, I feel like independent ball was more fun in a way because it was like, yes, you could get released and all that, but I feel like that that feeling of like, are you gonna get moved up or moved down? Yeah. No. Yeah. Kind it, of it that, affected that guys. selfishness of yeah. like. Where the independent ball was like, it kind of had the mix of college and yeah. pro ball mix, where it was a team and like the goal was to win. And if you happen to get picked up or whatever, then that was like a bonus. And, yep. and so, obviously, yeah, man, like uh, the goal was to like play at Yankee Stadium and like, you know, just to have that feeling of being out there and stuff. But, but, um, Shoot, man, I had awesome, fun times along the way. I mean, meeting guys like you and playing with you and becoming friends with guys like you were like by far the greatest things. And yeah, no, I, I mean the, the memories and I, I, like, I think yeah. everyone that goes through it. That's it's interesting because so much of it when you're going through it is about what level you reached or you right. know, how much money you made or what, whatever the, the deal would be. But you know, as, as you kind of look back, yeah, it's the it's the memories, the friendships, the lasting friendships. For sure. uh, you know some of the mentorship you've gotten from coaches throughout the years. No, that's right. I mean, that stuff is so invaluable, and and we don't see it at the time because we're so exactly. caught up in that carrot. That's yeah. just you and know, you're in the midst of it. Yeah, you yeah. don't see outside the box. Hundred percent, no. But then you know, as you get older and you realize, you know, now you're 41, 42 years old, and you have a family to raise and stuff like that's right. the stuff that those are the things that you've kind of pulled to versus. For sure. It'd be great to have ten million bucks in the bank, but you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Who, who wouldn't want that? But, yeah. but then you know, like you, you never shoot, know what comes with that too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Everything, but yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, you know about, you know, like the decision of going to Lassen, like yeah. you know, like everything leads you to the next step, and obviously, baseball in a way leads us to our wives and our kids. And, yeah, for sure. You know the the friendships and the places we live and all that and i mean that's why i moved to phoenix is for, because of baseball mm-hmm. um like you know when i said throwing in reno and there's snow on the ground yeah friends were like yeah we'll throw with you and we'll work out with you but who wants to do that when it's <laughs> no 28 degrees nobody outside? does and nobody yeah, does you know? yeah. so you know no. and if I, I don't move here then i don't meet jody and yeah you know, and don't have the family. kids. And, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. So, yeah. But that's everyone's life. Everyone's life, regardless of baseball or not, it's leads you to the next step. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, cool, dude. I, I mean, it's again that. So you played 
together in or we played together in the Atlantic League. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, anytime you play professional baseball, there's good stories. So one of the things we kind of end with is like funny stories from playing days, and it could be like, uh, you know, you, you talked about perspective you gained, which is outstanding, and that's kind of something that you can get. But like the stories as well, like they're just so original, normal. Gosh. Yeah. Oh man. So there's, as you know, there's so many. I yeah. Mean, we've got our stories of the milkshakes. Yeah, and, exactly. And uh, midnight milkshakes at every, QT. Every time I, I walk into a QT or a Circle K here, I see the milkshake machine. I mean, obviously, they're <laughs> the first thing I think of. And it's crazy how good they are. Man. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. <laughs> so, Chin Ming Wong. Here, yeah. Here's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So first year, obviously in Staten Island. Um, the fun of being there was just going to the city all the time, right? Yeah, of course. And, and you know, I mean, I don't drink. I, you know, that's not my thing. I don't, you know, no drugs or anything like that. But but I love going out. I love having fun. So one night, Chin Ming and like three or four of us go into the city. Yeah. And our our clubby, he's this guy that had all the hookups everywhere. You yeah. Know, all this stuff. One one day he got us in on. Uh, and remember MTV TRL? That show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. He, he got us in there. We were on the Is show. Is that Carson Daly? That was his yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't there that day. It was the other weird guy. Like, <laughs> like a creepy old dude that was always on there. I was like, why is this dude on? But yeah. So anyways, this clubby guy, he, he had all the, he could get us in all these places and stuff. So he's taking us to this club one night. And it's one of those things where we, we take the, I think we took the ferry over, and I think we took a taxi to this alley. Well, it starts to look like one of these movies where, like, dude, ninjas are going to come out of this, <laughs> these alleys or something. Yeah. And, and we're walking along here, and it's kind of creepy, and I'm like, where are we going? And we come around this alley to this other street, and there's just a line of, like, 200 people. Maybe not 200, but just a yeah. ton yeah. of people trying to get in this club. And we come walking by everyone in our clubby. I don't know, flashes him something or talks to him, whatever. And we just walk right in and we went. And from the outside, this place just looks like some dump, like some, you know, weird yeah. looking old New York building on the inside was like JLo's filming this next video yeah. you know, yeah. in there. It was just crazy club. So anyways, we get in there and, and we're having fun, hanging out, dancing, whatever. Well, Chin Ming's tall Asian dude, taller than everybody in there. He's on the dance floor. And he's just dancing in this one spot by himself the whole time. I'm, he's like, he'll wave at me, and, and I'm going and getting him more drinks. And I'm coming back. I give it to him, and he's just nonstop dancing this whole time. And not like breaking it down, but just a casual <laughs> dance. And so finally, it's like late. It's like 3 in the morning, something crazy. And, and I go up to him, I'm like, hey, we're going we're gonna to leave. And he's like, no stay i'm like no Jimmy, like, we gotta go man it's late like we're going we're going back home and right before we start leaving i'm like i'm like wong why why were you just dancing in the same spot like this whole time and he points up and he goes cool air <laughs> <laughs> the ac was blowing right there and he just stayed there and, and was dancing for like three hours dude like the whole time the, the one, one spot, spot with the ac the <laughs> one spot with the ac and i remember just dying like oh my gosh like <laughs> it's just hilarious like oh uh, yeah he just stayed right there that's so funny uh, man uh but Jimmy, he was an awesome dude yeah man. great was, career too great with the yankees yeah, and nationals and I'm, yeah yeah Unfortunately, he had some some injuries. Yeah, stuff, some shoulder but, stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, 
but uh but yeah he was a great dude but yeah that's a story where i just i, I look back and laugh i know it's not necessarily on the field story or anything but no but that's but amazing. it was just one of those like just 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 funny funny stories um i don't know i'm trying to think any, any stories with us that like oh like off day stuff or trying to think do you remember when i think we won like it was like 10 games in a row and and butch would have those random meetings and and he and he started having that meeting one time and he goes well we're gonna go into a slump but we got it and oh i remember everyone like what (laughs) yes and we lost like nine games yes i remember that you remember yes i remember it used to piss me off every time he did it every year and yeah, of course, well, it was self-fulfilling prophecy, and we would lose yeah. like seven in a row. Yeah, right. Oh, man. I remember. I know. I think about that. Like, what in the heck? Yeah. No, I, I uh, don't know why he does that. Yes, yeah. right. Still doing it. I know. He's he's still coaching. Still managing think, with and, the uh, Chicago Dogs, right? Chicago team. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. What a character know, that man. guy was. But I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, him and Etch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Dre. Andre, yeah. Gosh, I haven't talked to Dre forever, man. Yeah. I no, used to I stay in touch with Dre for a while. And then yeah, I know. Me too. Kind of, kind of haven't. That's what happens, man. You lose touch over I years. know, dude. Yeah. It's even crazy. even with you, man, I feel like I want to stay in touch with you more. Yeah. But it's busy with kids. And no, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you got your two. I got Just, my two. It's it's. Yeah, man. It's full blast. So yeah, how are they? They're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, really good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good, man. They're characters. How about your side? Yeah, good, man. Yeah, yeah. He's he just finished his last uh, um, basketball game yesterday. Okay, nice. So I was I was coaching. Yeah, so it was bittersweet. We had like three or four kids on that team that you just wanted to like <laughs> flick in the nose at practice because you just like. Oh my gosh! Would you guys just listen, yeah. pay attention? Yeah. But it was fun for him. It's it's fun, you know. As I've said, I, I mean, sports is my world. Yeah. Aside no, from family, like I love sports. And yeah. So to have a have a son that just really loves sports too. Yeah, that's outstanding. We You're, just got back lucky. a little bit ago from the park, playing soccer, and like that, that's my world, man. Yeah, it's that's like, awesome. You know, it's the best to me. And even those those times of coaching late or getting back and you come home and you're tired or whatever and he's like can we go to the park and play and you're just like yeah what would myself say in 10 years from now yeah and 100 percent, yes all the time yep yep you got to you can never turn it down if they want to go play yeah man of course i'm with you yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good but, stuff, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. It's Shoot, great seeing you. I felt like you. I talked the whole time. That's the goal. They've <laughs> that's they've the already goal. heard my act, yeah. man. That's that's the goal. Yeah. It's, it's more well, about you know get to hear other people's stories. I, I kind of yeah. throw my stuff in along the way just to. No, man. I, it, it's it's awkward for me because I don't like talking about myself. I don't no, I, I don't like that. I, I I like to hear other people's stuff more than mine, but. But we, we've had plenty of milkshakes over the years. You've heard all my stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah man. Good times, dude, for yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. I miss that. But yeah. thanks, man. Dude, yeah. this was fun. Just, yeah. just seeing you is awesome. Yeah, man. I know, we're right? Off. And we're, uh, we're probably coming out your way pretty soon, so we will make yeah. some time. Yeah, okay. I was going to ask if you yeah, get the yeah, kids for sure, together. Yeah, man. we got to get together. Yeah. I think that last time was Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel, yeah. God love it. Yeah, I love right? that place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, how's your fam doing? Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Parents, uh, your good. dad, mom, everyone. Yeah, dad, mom, everyone. Surfing it up. Surfing it up, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Are you not? You not surfing? 
oh no no i'm always out there oh, yeah. You, oh, oh yeah like come on dude like that's you have your mask on no so i don't <laughs> surf with the mask brother <laughs> what 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 if the fish are around you? <laughs> They're within six feet, and it's not <laughs> yeah, shark. Six feet, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Yeah, I'm glad you get stuff. to do that. I know that's your love. Yeah, definitely. All good on your end, too, family-wise? Yeah, man. Okay, Everyone's good. good. Everyone's, yeah. Yeah, luckily here, it's it's kind of normal, so. Yeah. And it's kind of been that way, so, yeah. yeah. We're just Beautiful. Yeah, three weeks left to school, man. Yeah, I know. That's it. It's and, We got uh, about five weeks, so. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, it's, it's good. It's all, all positive these days. So yeah. Good man. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. All righty. Well, let's well, stay in shoot, touch, man. man. Thank you again. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. I'll, it's fun. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right. So thanks so much for listening. And that was Ryan Bickendoa. And, you know, Ryan's a good buddy of mine. You know, somebody I've known a long time, but it was so refreshing to hear him talk about his career. And, you know, he's a small town kid from Lovelock, Nevada, 3,000 people, and, you know, gets drafted by the Yankees. And for him, that was making it like playing in the pinstripes, the simple things of getting to wear the uniform every day, like Tim, that was making it. And I think so much of us or so many people, we live our lives in this world of comparisons. And when you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you're never going to be happy. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like somebody else is always going to have a little bit more. They're always going to be a little more successful, maybe have a little more money. And, and when we live that way, you know, we're, we're constantly in a, in a state of, of wanting and, you know, scarcity. And you never want to live in a state of scarcity. You want to be grateful for what you have. And, and that's why it was so refreshing to hear him talk about it. Because he was a guy that never got above double A, never played in the big leagues. But to him, throwing on a Yankee jersey every day, pitching in Staten Island with the pinstripes on, you know, going to a club and getting a little bit of, you know, help out from the club. You're like that, Tim was making it, and so it was really cool to, to, to hear that. And I think it's refreshing in a lot of ways, like I've mentioned, because, like, that's not the case with professional baseball players, quite frankly. So many of us get caught up, and I was guilty of this as well, of of, the what I want versus what I actually have. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. It's a lot of fun catching up with an old friend. And talk to you later. Thanks.